We are I. Are biological creatures doomed to fail kind of no matter what the circumstances? You know, I was thinking about this this morning because when you look at animals, let's let's isolate animals here for an example at the beginning, that the animals will always take the place of least resistance, you know, and whether they're doing this instinctually, which they most likely are, or they're doing it simply because our physical world funnels animals into these locations, which, which then draws other animals. So animals only typically go to a place, the same reason why human beings will go to a place, is resources. So when you're in the backcountry and you're following a game trail, well, that game trail, you find out very quickly, is just the easiest way to get somewhere. And if you want to know how to be able to get two resources is typically find a game trail. Like that game trail is going to and from resources. This can be food. This can be water. This can be shelter. This can be whatever. But game trails are going they're They're a highway system that goes somewhere because they're not, there's not going to be a game trail, well-worn game trail. These game trails don't happen over the course of a year and by, you know, one herd or one animal. They happen over decades and centuries and millennia because animals keep walking down this same path and not just one animal, multiple species. You'll see squirrels and chipmunks and porcupines you'll see rabbits you'll see deer you'll see cougars and bears you'll see anything that walks you know then the bipedal creatures come around and use these things but it is always going somewhere because there's there's a richness to the destinations these trails are taking the the user to no matter who and what it is but this creates that inherent vulnerability. Because where there's a game trail, there's scent. And any animal that can pick up on scent knows that there's something else around there that you know they can want to eat. You know, so that cougar lays in wait for, you know, that rabbit or that whatever that's gonna come down that trail, that deer. Just to be able to pounce upon it because it's easier because on that trail, you know, like it's easier to be able to see things that the scent trail is there. It knows that it's there. You know, or maybe not even on that game trail, but that, that cougar smells that scent and it walks down to be able to find that meadow where now there is that herd of deer or there's an abundance of life because there was protection and now there's food. Or down to that river system or that lake or that pond where there's the water that, you know, said animal is going to drink and the other animal preys upon it. You know, or whether or not that it's not, the animal's not preying upon 
the other one's not that that carnivore apex hunter. You know, but maybe it's the, you know, preying upon the resources of the, you know, the urine and the fecal matter to be able to provide the nutrients to the soil, you know, from that deer so that that other food can grow so that other biological species can rely upon that, those resources to be able to eat. You know, but it's because of this predictable nature. It's because that there's a way of life. Like the topography funnels biological life into certain areas. And sure, some biological creatures like mountain goats, for example, they have been like, hey, you know what? Fuck this. Going down there in the easy path is dangerous as fuck. I'm going to go way up here to the mountaintop. I'm going to climb on the side of cliffs. Because it's way more likely up here that I'm not going to die. And anything that comes up here to challenge me, I have the sure-footed advantage. Because there's nothing else that can climb sheer rock phases like what mountain goats can. Nothing. You want to talk about the ultimate free solo artists? You know, look at some pictures and videos of mountain goats climbing. It's wild. Absolutely wild. But again, this is what makes them vulnerable. This is what lies in wait to the the extinction. You know, because a lot of these animals say if there's a, a forest fire here, they can't even get out of this environment because they have to follow that path of least resistance. So when you look at human beings, are like, are we destined to fail? Because we there's that insane inherent biological factor inside of us that that triggers an easier way of doing things. We want to walk down the path that's already there versus carving a new path ourselves because it's not as easy to be able to walk. It takes more effort, which is completely understandable. Like you can't be foraging new ground every day, all day long. So you see that path is just easier to get to places. You know, you're not going to drill your own well every single day. You're going to go to where there's that stream or that river, that lake, that ocean. You're going to go to where there's already that water that's accumulated, which again, makes you vulnerable. You know, if you found and you have a car, you're not necessarily going to keep on walking. You know, as my oldest daughter and I, we were talking about this when we were driving to her best friend's house last night. I'm like, it's ironic that we live in the same city, but just to go from the north to the south, Shit takes like 25 minutes. It's not even that big of a city. It's just all city, all lights, all traffic. But to go from the north to the south, it's like 25 minutes. It can be 30 minutes. It can be more depending on what's going on. And she's like, she goes to me, she's like, could you imagine if we still had to walk or ride a horse? And I was like, yeah, you wouldn't be going over here as much. And I'm like, this is what it was like on the farm. I only got to see my friends when my parents wanted to hang out with their parents. Because you didn't just drive, you know, 10, 15 miles, drop your child off, come back home for a couple hours, go back there and pick them up, then come back. Fuck, that shit didn't happen. So I got a, a semi-taste of what that may have been like. So knowing that we have this inherent nature to make things easier for us, does this ultimately lead to our destruction? Because when you... When you make things easier, every step that makes things easier, where you lose the resources and the capacity to be able to understand 
how to make things easier. You know, this is this is very apparent in like today's day and age is I'm really only fundamentally talking about problem solving. Well, if there's less problems to solve, and if there's less if the severity of these problems are less, when does our faculty start to go at being able to problem solve at a base fundamental layer so that when we do come across these more absurd problems that life is going to throw at our way no matter how or who or what is running the world? Crazy dictators to AI to whatever. But how do we face those problems when you don't have the base understanding of how to be able to solve problems because we've lost it, because our inherent nature inside of us allows us to be able to tap into this, let's just make things easier, primal side. So you have to formulate that, like you have to create that. And then who wants to create resistance in their life? Who wants to create problems to be able to solve because it feels good and it taps into that nature? Then you transfer that knowledge onto other people around you, whether it's friends or family or children. But again, we're talking more of like an MBA style learning program where like you are given a problem and you are told how like you need to figure this out. Like find a way to be able to figure this out. Here's the information. Here's resources. What would you do to solve problem X? And then problem Y stems from the solving of problem X. How do you solve that problem? Because it's a continuum perpetual cycle. Or maybe this is the addiction to entrepreneurship and business in general. Is because it is a a ton of problems nowadays to be able to conquer and solve because we don't have to wake up every day and we don't have to find firewood. We don't have to, you know, forage for food, no matter what that looks like. We don't have to fix or create shelter. We don't have to mend, weave, or make clothes. You know, we don't have to find ways to be able to provide protection. We don't have to fight off other people who are coming in, you know, no matter what that may look like to be able to encroach on what we feel is ours. Is that what business offers us? Is that what we're doing by proxy, but we just don't understand? What happens when all these systems come in where we don't need a lot of business? Two of the biggest restaurant groups out here in BC have like filed for bankruptcy protection in the last couple of weeks. And saying that about 30% of restaurants in BC are more likely going to close than not because of how the last few years is with COVID and with inflation increasing and with minimum wage going up and all these things putting pressure on it. And plus now just less people going out because there's more access to things like Uber Eats and skip the dishes, you know, so on and so forth. So what does that mean? Where's the problems for us to solve? Where's the problems for us to solve so that we don't become vulnerable? Because again, it's innate to us as a biological entity that we are going to put ourselves in a vulnerable position because we want things to be easier. But we also need problems and the complexity of those problems to be able to tap into our genealogy that really fuels us and drives us. But we have to watch because we need a certain level of certain level of disarray to be able to have problems to be able to conquer the same time not making our life too sanitized and too whitewashed and white labeled for life itself. 
Like what a what an interesting paradox to be able to to come across where it's like it's innate to us as a biological entity and we see it again all over. Look at and look at marine life that hits the ocean currents because it's easier to swim in the ocean currents and that's what takes them around the world. You don't see them swimming against that current or outside of that current. You see them tapping into ocean currents, which is the same way of walking down a valley instead of up and over a mountain. It may take longer to get there, but they don't know the difference. It's just easier. And we are the same way. So it's like, how do you keep that base level amount of discomfort in your life, the problems that you need to solve? And how do we allow people to still have problems to be able to solve and not make their life too whitewashed and too sanitized by a universal basic income? Like think of how many problems it would eliminate having a universal basic income. So, and I'm not saying that people don't deserve to have a certain standard and quality of life, but to give everybody that certain base level of income, I don't know if it creates that that drive. How many people solely fall susceptible just to taking the easier path over the course of generations? And how does that, where does that leave us with mental health problems? So we sure know now here in the West that mental health problems, because of all these great systems and operations that are coming into place to be able to make life easier and to take problems away from people, it's not like it's having a positive spinoff effect. See that with mental health issues and, you know, opioid use and, you know, countless this and countless that. So this is, I guess this is that, that fundamental understanding of that you that you need to be able to create problems in your life and be able to solve these problems to flex a muscle that innately your body needs to at the same time is trying to find a way to be able to make those problems easier for next time, which I guess is simply just life experience. <laughs> 